Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Reflection, it is great to be with you and I welcome you to bring your prayer intentions here. Leave them in the comments. We'll all pray for one another as we worship the Lord on this new day and as we delve into his word as we always do. Thank you for uh, taking the time to be with me. And let's pray, first of all, for the forgiveness of our sins. That's how we always need to start out. Asking God for forgiveness for how we have offended him. Asking one another for forgiveness for how we have offended each other. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, have mercy on us. Jesus, bring us the mercy of your sacred heart. Lord God, show us the forgiveness of our sins once again. Lord Jesus, let your blood, every drop of which was shed for us on the cross and one drop of which can save a billion worlds from sin, let it flood over us once again. The blood and water that flowed from your side, Lord Jesus, symbolizing the sacramental life of the church, let us again be washed in that blood so that as the book of Revelation says, we may stand with white, pure white robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, usually if a robe be washed in blood, it would be red. If we are washed in your blood, we are white. As the prophet Isaiah said, though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Lord Jesus, as we repent of our sins once again this morning, may we learn to do good. May we do justice, as your word tells us. The justice that intervenes to save the helpless. May we intervene mightily to save the most helpless, our unborn brothers and sisters. We ask this of you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Okay, another powerful reading today from the book of Genesis. Let's get right into it. It comes from Genesis chapter 8. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the hatch he had made in the ark, and he sent out a raven to see if the waters had lessened on the earth. It flew back and forth until the waters dried off from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the waters had lessened on the earth. But the dove could find no place to alight and perch, and it returned to him in the ark, for there was water all over the earth. Putting out his hand, he caught the dove and drew it back to him inside the ark. He waited seven days more and again sent the dove out from the ark. In the evening, the dove came back to him and there in its bill was a plucked off olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had lessened on the earth. He waited still another seven days and then released the dove once more. And this time it did not come back. In the 601st year of Noah's life, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the water began to dry up on the earth. Noah then removed the covering of the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was drying up. 
Noah built an altar to the Lord. And choosing from every clean animal and every clean bird, he offered burnt offerings on the altar. When the Lord smelled the sweet odor, he said to himself, Never again will I doom the earth because of man, since the desires of man's heart are evil from the start. Nor will I ever again strike down all living beings, as I have done, as long as the earth lasts. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, we reflected yesterday on how the event of Noah and the ark and the flood are talking about us. Everything in the Old Testament is talking about Christ and therefore talking about us, the body of Christ. And so is this passage. Because as the floods subside, the land is once again given to God's people. That land ultimately represents heaven. This is where the ark of the church and the waters of baptism lead us. But there's an essential element in the journey, an essential element that defines our life here on earth and in heaven. Noah built an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings. When we're baptized, we have a share, all of us, in the priesthood of Christ. Now, the ordained priesthood is different, not just in degree, but in kind. It's a different kind of priesthood. A different kind of share, we should say, in the one priesthood of Christ. But baptism gives us all a share in the priesthood of Christ because we are thereby all called to offer sacrifices to him. Noah's offering of a sacrifice opens a, a, a door of understanding for us to the very meaning of, of life. We offer a sacrifice to God that acknowledges that he is Lord. He owns everything. He's in charge of everything. And ultimately, our relationship with him is not a relationship between equals. He alone is God. We are his creatures. We are his servants. We owe him humble obedience he alone deserves our absolute loyalty. So offering a sacrifice says all these things, expresses all these things. You see, we don't just offer prayers to God. We offer worship. This is dramatically shown in the Old Testament story of uh, David. You know, he commits the, um, the sin with Bathsheba, conceives a child, but then the child is mortally ill. He beseeches God for the child but then the child dies. Now he's fasting, he's praying to God to spare the life of the child while the child is alive. When the child dies, he gets up, washes, gets dressed, and eats. And his servants are confused by this. And he said, well, while the child was alive, I was beseeching the Lord for the child, but now that the child is dead, I can't bring him back. And scripture says David worshiped the Lord. See the difference? Beseeching, asking the Lord for something, which we must do every day as well. It's a key dimension of prayer, 
is different from saying to him in adoration, in humble submission, you are God. In accepting your will, O God, almighty God, we find our freedom. But we accept your will, worship, acknowledging that he is supreme. This is all part of this offering of a sacrifice. Noah built an altar. Remember I said Noah is a type of Christ, a foreshadowing of Christ. Noah built an altar. Christ builds the eternal altar. He is the priest, the victim, the altar of sacrifice. And we are inserted into him. We become part of his body by baptism. So we become living sacrifices to God. Now, there's one phrase here that I want to zero in on and connect it with some New Testament passages. Noah not only builds this altar and offers the sacrifice, but notice what it says. The Lord smelled the sweet odor. Isn't that an interesting line? Obviously, God is not at this point in a human body. It's not like the sense of smell that we have. But it's a human analogy to God being very pleased. Now, remember when we began this section of Genesis talking about what led to the flood, we saw how sin grieved the heart of God. The sin of humanity grieved him so much, he decided to wipe the earth clean except for a few people through whom, through whom he would start again. But now he's pleased by the sweet odor of the offering. The New Testament picks up on this. Let me read, I want to refer to three passages, uh, all of them from St. Paul where he captures this sweet odor and references it in relation to our life in Christ. Ephesians chapter five begins this way. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Now, pr just prior to that verse, Paul in Ephesians four talks about the fact that we have an old nature, which is corruption and sin. Again, think of the Noah story. God was grieved seeing the evil of man's heart. And in this passage today, God says, okay, I'm not going to destroy them anymore. Even though the desires of his heart are evil from the start, I will not destroy the world again by a flood. Tomorrow we will see in the reading that God puts the rainbow up as a, as a, as a sign of that promise. But if God is not going to destroy humanity again, but are the desires of our heart are still evil, what does God decide to do with that? He decides to renew our hearts. He decides to transform our hearts in Christ. He decides to give us a new heart and a new spirit. So Paul, writing to the Ephesians, says, Put off your old nature, this is 422, which belongs to your former nature of life and manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new nature 
created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then he goes on to talk about uh, what that life is characterized by. Do not be angry, honesty, do not steal, don't talk ill of other people. All this is, belongs to corruption. Don't be bitter and angry and, and, and dividing uh, uh, with, with slander and so forth. And then having said all that, he says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I don't know if Paul was thinking about the sweet odor of the offering that Noah made, but God was certainly thinking about it the author of all scripture. The fragrant offering is Christ's offering, but it doesn't stop there. The offering that we give to God is an offering we share with one another as well, because we're loving one another. He's saying here, walk in love. And when Paul is writing to the Philippians, he makes reference to a gift that they sent him. And he says, I have received full payment and more. This is uh, Philippians 4, 18. I am filled, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Now, there's a third passage that develops this fragrance theme even more deeply. And let me explain that passage. It's in 2 Corinthians now, before I go to the 2 Corinthians passage, let me go to 1 Corinthians 15, because you have to put this in the context of Paul's understanding of the unfolding of salvation history. Jesus Christ is king, and he's the conqueror of all evil. That's how we're able to get a new heart and have a new spirit, right? Christ conquers the kingdom of darkness and transfers us from it into his kingdom of light, into his body. All this is done through the Paschal mystery. Christ is risen from the dead. That's how we can be baptized in the waters that were prefigured by the flood. And then Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, down in verse uh, 22, as in Adam all die, so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. And then at his coming, now this is after the gospel has been preached to all the nations, at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. When he, the conqueror, Christ the conquering king, Paul says, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things under, in subjection under his feet. And then he explains that Christ presents the kingdom to God the Father. Okay. He destroys every rule and every authority and power. Now that's the context. Remember, just as the waters of the flood destroyed Humanity wiping out the evil because the evil desires were there in their hearts. 
Now, in 2 Corinthians, in the second chapter, Paul says this. Thanks be to God. This is 2 Corinthians 2, starting with verse 14. Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in God's sight we speak in Christ. Okay. So here, Paul is invoking something that was seen in Rome, in the Roman Empire, when Roman kings and emperors would have conquest. Remember, Christ is the conquering king, 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 king over, over evil, destroying it. The Roman emperors and kings who triumphed, went out and conquered kingdoms, would bring back those kings and princes and their troops, all their captives, and they would have a triumphal procession. There would the, be the conquering emperor leading the procession. And there were all these, these captives would be following after. And there would be incense. You know, you and I are used to seeing the, the thurible, the incense at certain um, masses. So the Roman Empire, they, they used this incense. And it would be burning with this sweet fragrance. Now, Paul says some, for some it's a fragrance of death, for some it's a fragrance of life. What he's referring to is the fact that among these captives that were brought by the conquering king into the city, some at the end of that procession were slaughtered, but others were pardoned. So in the procession, for those who were going to be slaughtered, this was a procession leading unto death. And so that fragrance of the, that odor was not pleasant significance for them. It meant the end of their life. But for those who were pardoned, who would be set free, this is a fragrance of life. At the end of that procession, they would be pardoned. We, Paul says, are the aroma of Christ to God. Noah offered a sacrifice and God smelled the sweet odor of it. Paul says, offer yourselves as a sacrifice to God, a sweet aroma. And then he says, we are that aroma. Because brothers and sisters, you and I are witnesses of Christ by our preaching and by our lives, by our example. We are witnesses to Jesus Christ. We have to be living proclaimers of the gospel in everything we say and do. And ar around us, Christ is leading this great triumphal procession as he leads all people to salvation. However, for some it is an aroma of life in the sense that they are accepting that gospel. But for those who reject it, they're headed towards condemnation. Summarized very briefly and, and clearly at the end of Mark's gospel. Let's just go to it quickly. In Mark chapter 16, 
Jesus is appearing to the 11 after the resurrection. And in verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. The triumphal procession of Christ makes its way through the world. The incense is going up. We are that fragrant incense of Christ to God. We are proclaiming that gospel as he commanded. And for some, it leads to life because they believe. For some, it leads to death because they refuse to believe. For some, it leads to life because they choose life. We enable people to choose life, help them to understand that to worship Christ means to choose life, to proclaim life, to defend life, to defend the most vulnerable lives, the unborn. And some decide to choose death, to reject the most vulnerable, to fail to serve and love one another, and they are on the path of condemnation. Well, friends, I hope that this is helpful to you. Let's live as that fragrant aroma today. And let's pray now that we will have the strength to do that. And for praying, I want to go to the psalm of today because this summarizes beautifully as a prayer what we just reflected on. Our response is, to you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. To you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. To you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. To you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. To you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. Let us pray. Lord God, today, enable us to be priests of Christ, baptized in him and offering fragrant sacrifices to you, O Father, the aroma of Christ himself, because our sacrifices have meaning because they are united with his. And the aroma continues to ascend into heaven. Father, help us be that sweet aroma. Help people to see when they are in our presence the glory of God shining through us, the virtuous acts that we do, the kindness, the generosity, the joy, the peace, the fruits of the Spirit. Let them shine through us. Let them enrich others. Let them fill the environment with that sweet aroma of Christ. Lord God, enable us to preach the gospel in word and in deed, in this great triumphal procession of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, the bringer of salvation. Lord, as we pray, bless the needs of all those who are with us now. Bring health where there is sickness, strength where there is weakness, clarity and certainty where there is doubt or confusion. Bring, O oh God, about for your people the answer to all their prayers. And we sum up all our prayers and petitions in offering the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And may the Lord Jesus send us his blessing. May he look with favor upon us and grant us his peace and his kindness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.